the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. Something I kind Dude. of agree with with Nancy Pelosi. Well, Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> Go figure. You know that was her CNN <laughs> town hall. Did you catch it? Oh, I, I, you know, I did not watch it, but um, and I checked most of my news online. I did see the headline that she, uh, you know, Pelosi received backlash. Well, I, that I was about. Uh, yeah, I don't know if they're happy. I don't know if it's all kumbaya in, in the <laughs> in the Democratic Party. Um, you Just know, like it's not kumbaya with politicians in general of the same party, yeah, any so, of the parties. But apparently she's not up for, um, you know, she's not up for impeachment. Um, which, again, I don't know if seriously that, that that would ever happen anyways. But anyway, so so I think she got some people on maybe on the, the left a little upset when she said oh, know, I think impeachment so. is not a policy. But uh, go ahead, Kerry. All right. Well, good morning, everyone. Um, happy Memorial Day weekend yeah. um, to all of you. And hopefully this weather cooperates uh, the rest of the weekend. Um, and hopefully you um, do something to remember the people and why we have that holiday as well. And I wanted to remind people or let people know you're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We are here every Saturday morning on WHK 1420 between 9 and 10. 
We are a financial educational talk radio program here to give our listeners helpful information, financial news, and hopefully make you more aware of issues so that you can make better choices and understand how choices you make today impact your financial future. And um, it's sponsored by the estate planning team. The estate planning team, we've been around for more than 30 years in the greater Cleveland area. We're a fee-based Ohio registered fiduciary planning firm. We're what you think of as a traditional financial planning firm that uses math models for projections and helping people understand their income, assets, growth rates, inflation, expenses, and you and taxes and putting that together um, in a comprehensive plan so that you get the most net benefit from the choices you're making. Maybe your plan's working or maybe things are working fine. Um, you're headed in the right direction. You've never had an issue, but could it be better? Are there opportunities you're missing to actually put more money in your pocket? Um, we talk about the net benefit. Could you make another choice that... Um, you know, one of our philosophies, we say use the government's money. We're just saying taxes that are earmarked for the government. Maybe if you used another strategy, you can minimize your taxes and spend it on yourself, your family, charity, make another choice that you're directing that money during your lifetime order your heirs. And we are accredited and A-rated members of the Better Business Bureau. And we're super service award winners of Angie's List for multiple years. And we offer also a free no obligation consultation for people who want to come in and see how our process is very different. We're not investment advisors. Um, like I said, we're what you think of as traditional financial planners. And for um, the free consultation that we offer, we ask you to fill out information. And when we sit down, we do a preliminary analysis saying, where are you today? And based on your current thinking, uh, and that's whether you're retired already or you're someone who's thinking about their retirement um, are you going to have a shortfall in the future? Are you running out of money? Are you having an excess? Could you? Are you underspending, overspending? Where's that long-term tax picture headed? Um, do you know how to create that um, cash flow you need in later years as tax efficiently as possible? Do you know? You know? Are you using the different tax wrappers or assets or tax differently? Are you setting things up so that regardless if tax if they don't get the permanent tax change, are you setting things up so that you have choices and you have more flexibility on how to create that cash flow? Um, and also looking at potential financial disruptors. If you listen to the show any amount of time, we talk about the Plan R recession. Um, resuscitation. I know, Mark, we've had lots of different recovery. Ones. Recovery. Um, do you know, um, can you handle the worst case scenario? Do you know what adjustments you need to make, whether it's discretionary or is it going to affect your mandatory? And um, again, we offer the free consultation right now. We've opened up the summer schedule and we're scheduling now through the end of August. So if you want to go ahead and get on the calendar, if you're someone out there working and want an evening appointment, those are, um, we schedule farther out because they're limited. Um, but you can call the office, call this weekend while you're out, leave a message. We can give you a call back on Tuesday. We are closed on Monday. You can call 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Or you can visit the website at financialfoodforthought.com. Also on the website, you can sign up for the newsletter. And also register for, um, this is going to be the last retirement planning class that we're going to have until fall. It's retirement planning for 2018 and beyond. For people who are thinking about their future retirement or who are already retired, 
We're talking about issues that impact your lifestyle and long-term financial stability, knowing when you can't afford to retire or if you're retired, what you can really spend, addressing issues like rising health care costs, um, market volatility, inflation, financial disruptors, taxes. They're in the free workbook that we give you for all of attendees. Um, there's the new tax tables and comparing them to 2017. Some people have never even looked at that before. It's all included in the summary. Retirement rules that you often hear about that not only should you not follow is how they're often misunderstood and misused. Right. I think it's more just it's it's not whether they're right or wrong. It's the, the key is, are you adjusting it, customizing it for your own circumstances? That's the key. Mm hmm. You know, you know, we could talk about the four percent rule or the eighty percent rule or the age rule. For it, it, it's not that any rule out there. You know, all models are wrong, Carrie. Right, but right. some are useful. So it's just the idea of saying, you know, you know, you just, you just the same. You know, when you hear a rule out there that you've heard forever, it's not that it's you know it's exactly the rule that you should be following. Or you mm-hmm. may, or that's why we say that you may want to consider breaking because of your own circumstances. Right. So. um those are the things that we'll talk about the class. And it is on, again, Thursday, June 14th. It's at 6 o'clock in Independence, right at 77 in Rockside. Uh, we do ask that you pre-register um, so we have enough seating available. We have enough workbooks available or limited. Um, but make sure you sign up early. We do have... Um, a good group signed up already that has checked because they've gotten notifications through our newsletter. Not only will our newsletters newsletters give you financial news, I'll also keep you posted on classes and, and other alerts or, or video alerts, whatever um, current events that may affect your financial life. And you can call 440-239-2090. Let us know you're registering for the class. Or if you email, we'll send you a confirmation with directions. Yeah, that's 440-239-2090 or financialfoodforthought.com. All right. And you're listening to Mark Donnelly and Carol Waddell, and we're the co-owners of the estate planning team. The estate planning team has been helping Cleveland families build custom financial plans for over 33 years, Carrie, is it? Yeah. Um, and we, I know. That's why I say 30, because time <laughs> just flies. And and we do it one plan, one family at a time. Mm-hmm. Um so let's see what, Carrie, I'm going to talk, you know, speaking of the rules that you may want to consider breaking, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about that today. And you know what? It's grad season, right, Carrie? Oh, yeah. I'm um, going to any graduation parties. Um, uh, have you forget, Have you forgot to tell the robot to build in your graduation gift expense? Oh, yeah. I haven't even um, thought about or that. Or wedding expense. Um, but, or uh, do you have a graduate or are you, you Which know, that might be a more expense if you have a party coming. <laughs> is, is Boomerang a graduate coming back yeah. to the basement? Um, the, I know or, you, or did you hear about that story? I didn't read the details where the parents were trying to kick out the 30-year-old. Evict the 30-year-old. Yeah. Well, apparently that story hasn't died yet, Carrie. No, I saw headlines. Um, and he's responding now. And I haven't really followed it. You have to keep us updated on that case. Um but I, I, he wasn't even speaking to the parents, right? No, I. I you know, I, mean, I can't believe he's thirty years old. He can't, and still living at home. <laughs> well, well, there, obviously. I mean, I guess if I, I've, and I don't know. Well, I obviously, just, you know, he's probably going to fa- uh, fall behind the rule that lit up the millennial internet last couple weeks, and that's you know one of the fire. You know, we were talking right. about the financial independent retire early um, cult that's mm-hmm. taking over um, the world, not only America. Right. Um, but the idea 
is that, you know, there was an article published that says that by age 35, that you, if you're on track to have a successful retirement, right, let's say at age 67, you should have had at least two times your salary put away in savings. And Oh, he must that, be way behind. You and, know what? Actually, that, he should be ahead if he's living at mom and dad. Well, so I'm going to talk a little <laughs> bit about that because there were some interesting comments from the, re- right. from the um, back from that. So well, I love how they simplify things and that is it realistic? Right. And so, yeah, some of the realists answered uh, in, mm-hmm. in uh, yeah. So we'll read some of the responses mm-hmm. um, and then we'll do some math. Um, well, that's because, you know, Mark, I, I keep having this conversation. My, my oldest is in college, is that these colleges don't have courses on life skills, whether it's basic budgeting. Um, my son's friend, you know, they got those student credit card. He was telling me because my son mm-hmm. doesn't have one. And he didn't realize because he didn't open his mail. He hasn't gone to the P.O. box in months that you have to make a monthly payment. Hmm. <laughs> Just keep. That's a, yeah. That's you a, know, that's and an I'm issue. thinking maybe instead of all these electives on these feelings well, or everything else, maybe we need I a mean, basic life finance course on budgeting credit cards, maybe. You know, like I've had convert, you know, you might want to put money when you start working at a job in a 401k or. Well, yeah. So maybe we'll have some advice for grads, Carrie. Yeah. And maybe it isn't, you know, and and not to mention the 1.5 trillion in student loan debt, but we won't mention that. Um, That that can affect maybe not being able to uh, save two and a half. But um, so we'll talk a little bit about uh, that and we'll talk a little about maybe some advice that you want to give your college grads if you've got one Mm -hmm. Um, congratulations if they're graduating because if you don't graduate from college it's going to be even harder right right Um, um let's see um and uh you know and and just the fire movement in general you know so we're getting more interest and people are saying you know will i be able to retire early now that may be too late for the baby boomers right because the baby boomers um really didn't follow the savings rules um they used debt um, they had a, a financial, the lost decade hit right in the, right. <laughs> that really sidelined their mm-hmm. retirement. They didn't have as good. A lot of them don't have the pensions. They didn't like have their the parents. pensions like their parents did. They had, they saw a huge rise in healthcare costs, unlike mm-hmm. their parents. And let's add on top of that. If they, you know, themselves still have students, see a lot of the baby boomers still have their own student loan, right? Debt. Not more or less their kids, the parents loans, right? Um, so yeah, much different. Um, so I don't know, you know, if the baby boomers, I think, you know, this boat has sailed if you, you know, because it, I mean, w- the fire movement, they were, their their people are saying, let you want to be retired by age 40 or 50. Right. Um, um, now, um, but let's see. Also, I've got a rock and roll birthday boomer. And I'm probably one I won't know. I think you might know. It's a okay. g- girl, girl, lady today. Oh, okay. Um, born I'll on this date, thinking. 1948. Okay. Uh, give you some of my, uh, She'll be 70. Um, yeah. Well, if the, go over the required minimum distribution rules. Right. Um, you know, successful group and solo act, Gary. Okay. Um, to combined over 40 top 50 hits. Wow. So that's why you know you've heard Okay. Of okay. Um, record sales in excess of 140 million. Wow. Okay. Well, if I don't know this one, I can promise you if I don't know her name, I will know her voice. Like, I don't. OK, I'll have some I will promise you, you will know her voice. OK, right. but I don't know. Okay. That I'll so remember her Rolling name. Stone, she gets two top 100 awards for or top 100 list for Rolling Stone, not only for the greatest singer. OK, but also the greatest songwriter. Hmm. OK, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame member. OK, OK, eight Grammy Awards. OK. 
Um, she's been married once, but she made a conscious decision never to have children. Hmm. Okay. And um, some say she's a real witch. So those are your clues. Okay. And, and we'll get back to that. All right. Um, so we're grad season, right? Um, and student loan debt. That, that can derail your retirement, Carrie, especially if you are planning on paying off your student loan debt, right? Mm-hmm. Or if you're a new graduate trying to, you know, follow the rules and, and <laughs> save twice your salary by age 35, right? Um, but it's interesting, you know, and there's been some reversal, you know, about what parents today say how much of a college education they feel they should provide right. for their children. Um, you know, they, you know, they, they started getting, you know, the, the financial planning world has kind of nailed home, you know, don't derail your own retirement by helping your kids out too much. But at the same time, obviously we have lots of parents that want to help their kids out. That's important to them right. as a goal. And they're going to work longer if it means helping their kid. But yeah, you're right. There's a line between helping and Letting your kid help themselves, Um, too. The the average, you know, so um, one of the groups, I think it was Sally May or someone came out and said the average parents have saved for a college education is 18000 Oh, that won't cover most one That's not going to pay 100%. No. But But is that- One year? But Mm -hmm. are you, is your goal to pay 100%? See, that's the, that's the personalization of this. Maybe, you know, I mean, we've, Carrie, we've had clients who they could afford to pay 100% of their college, their mm-hmm. kids' college education, or maybe their grandchildren's college education, right. but they won't do it because they think, no, the, the, the student has to have some skin in the game. Right. Or we have clients that say, we're not going to pay for college, but if they graduate, we're going to buy them a car. We're going right. to give them some, they get an incentive for doing it on their own. A lot of you know what? Right. It means more. Yeah. I know personally, like having my parents pay for the first two, and then I decided to get married and my parents said to wait. And I said, no. And I worked two jobs and put myself. And you know what? I worked a lot harder when it was on my dime. Sure. Incentive-based <laughs> works. I mean, well, or incentive. To get re- it done in- sooner? Incentive reimbursement. That's how I, you know, got right. my master's degree, right? Um, because I went to work. You know, I didn't, you know, I didn't go right into my master's. I went to work after my bachelor's. And I worked for a company. In the olden days, companies would pay for a master's, right? right. That, that's not a bad deal, right? That's now, some still some do today, but it was incentive-based. So if I got an A in the course, I got 100% reimbursement. Right. If I got a B in the course, I got an 80% reimbursement. If I got a C in the course, I got a 60% reimbursement. Right. What do you think I, my point average in, in, in my master's program? 4.0. 4.0. <laughs> uh, I mean, I maybe got one B along the way, right. uh, but um, but yeah, incentive-based works. We've had clients who've put that type of language in the trust. You know, my grandma and grandma think, hey, I might not be around for my uh, grandchildren's college education. Maybe I'm lucky enough to be around, but in either case, I want to put some money, but it's going to be incentive-based. Um, so, you know, that those are, you know, ideas out there. But the other thing that um, you know, recruiting wise, um, you, you know, you the companies are starting to, you know, help here, Carrie. Right. Where they're giving you bonuses, sign on bonuses. Well, not the sign up bonuses. I've but, seen the sign on bonuses and they'll give you money to apply towards your student loan. Yeah. Tuition assistance, they right. call it. Right. Um, and. You know, or student loan assistance, they call it right. Where they, where they call it student loan assistance. Um, and that's catching on. Um, 
you know, because, you know, statistics say 70 percent of college graduates are in debt. Right. Um, the average, you know, debt is about thirty thousand dollars. That's how much they own arrears <laughs> when they owe more than 100. But they're, you know, usually. Right. In OK, um, so now, you know, so so people are saying as well. Yeah, okay, the company has a 401k, but I really can't afford to contribute to the 401k because I have to pay off my student loans. Uh, that's realistic. Um, you know, so 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 now companies are saying, okay, well, as an incentive to attract better, you know, uh, employees, they'll say, we'll, you know, help you with paying off your student loans. And then- That's that, a nice compensation. Okay, and then with that- um, you know, you may be able to have enough cash flow to start funding your own retirement plan right. so you can start working on that double salary saved by age right. 35, right? Unless you have a car payment because then you also needed a car because of where you work and live. And-, right. um, and, you know, some people are saying today student loan assistance is the number one benefit being talked about at job and recruiting fairs. Okay, so if you've got a recent grad, you got you have to have them. You know, do they know about? It? Are they you know are they looking at this when they're interviewing? Okay, um, now they're saying it won't solve everything. It won't solve the one point five trillion student loan debt this country has. Um, but uh, but it, you know at least it could help um, you. Let's see. Um, so for example, they give an example. So here, let's say the student loan balance. Um. Of twenty six thousand five hundred, Carrie, right? Okay. And they're on a ten year repayment plan, mm-hmm. and a four percent interest rate. Okay, so if the company just kicked in a hundred dollars a month, okay, that would slice off about three years of payments. That's good. All right. Um, and then here's one student who says, yeah, the money that I would have been spending on the student loan, I've been reallocating to my 401k. Um, and, you know, and, and a lot of times companies have a company match to the 401k. That's free money. That's, you know, if you want to really, you know, uh, uh, supercharge your savings plan, 100% return on your contribution helps. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so now the the thing is, though, there's also... You know, we're we're keeping an eye on Capitol Hill because one of the things that we're, you know, one of the good things about the 401k carry, right, is because it's pre-tax contributions, right? So you're actually lowering your income tax bill when you're making a, a, a contribution to the traditional 401k. Now, if you're contributing to the Roth 401k, you're not getting it pre-tax, but you're putting it in a tax-free wrapper. So most people starting out are just going with the traditional 401k maybe, but that's a personal choice, right. that's a, you know, which is better for you. Maybe you want to split it 50-50, right? right. Uh, maybe the better way to go. But in either case, but the idea that, you know, contributions to the 401k, traditional, I'm lowering my taxes. Well, see, the problem right now with the, with the student loan assistance program, that's still considered taxable income to the employee. Okay. Okay. Um, and the company doesn't get any deduction for it. Okay. All right. Tax benefit for it. But capital, there's some, there's a wave in Capitol Hill. Even though it's an expense for the company, though. I don't believe, you know, and so now there's a wave in Capitol Hill saying there are some, you know, uh, people in the house uh, that want to make it a tax free deal to be even accelerate this program even more. Right. Um, You know, yeah, it says companies receive no particular tax incentive for such contributions, while employees must report their payments as income to the IRS. Um, 
Representative Rodney Davis uh, Davis of uh, Illinois introduced the Employer Participation in Student Loan Assistance Act, which would make assistance employees receive. You know, it would which would make assistance that the employees receive from their you know employer tax free up to five thousand two hundred fifty dollars a year, and employers for their part could deduct this subsidy. See, that would be wonderful. Oh yeah, you know, um, and that. See, would, I would think if you allow employers to deduct it, it may be an incentive for more employers to get on board with that, in, you know, incentive right. program. So, um, so keep keep an eye on that. Um, now, the it, so uh, the other, uh, I guess, you know, um, advice for a recent grad is if you if you want to have a good retirement, uh, financially independent retirement. Start with the 50-30-20 rule. Okay. And Carrie, you know, we've talked about right. this, right? And if you've not heard of this rule, it's um, it's saying that, you know, you take your paycheck, right, your gross pay, and you break it into three buckets. And 50% is spent on your mandatory living expenses. Okay. Home, health care, housing. Groceries, you know, utilities. Yeah, right. Um, transportation, Auto. automobile, you know, the necessities. All right. 30% of your gross is on discretionary. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's entertainment, travel, hobbies. Sometimes we call that your uh, latte factor, right? Okay. Um, and then the remaining 20% you put in the savings. Okay. But okay. doesn't that make a huge difference on what your income is again? Well, sometimes not, but here's the fifty percent of you know a higher income is going to be much easier. But sometimes that mandatory is going to be more than fifty for some people, well, especially if you take into student loans and auto payments. Or well, then then you know then the the promoters of this say, well, then you've really got discretionary to what you're calling mandatory is really discretionary. That, that depends. Buy a cheaper car. Okay, but what if I want a better, reliable buy, car that I'm going to keep longer, but in the interim I'm going to have payments? Buy a smaller, you know, don't buy that house. What if even rent, depending um, on where you live? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes I think they oversimplify things, and right. then the reality. Well, comes you in. know, but I'm saying if you follow it, does and it doesn't really matter what your beginning salary is. I don't care if your beginning salary is fifty thousand dollars, sixty thousand dollars, or a hundred thousand dollars. Right, but I'm thinking if even you if follow that rule. Right. The 50, 30, 20, you will be financially set. See, but I, well, I'm just saying, because I know what my first salary was and there was no way. And I believe me, I am one of the, I am super frugal and there was no vacations, not much discretionary. I And I had no auto payment or student loan and 50% wasn't going to cut the mandatory. Carrie, and you're I, flunking the fire movement. <laughs> exactly. Because it's a, re, a, there's this whole reality of. What's real? You know what? Not well, everybody gets their the, first job making 50 or even 40, by the way. Right. So, it, you know, and it's the same thing. Now, that may mean you have to live in your parents' basement. Right. Well, some parents are, you know, um, but, not fond of that. Or or some parents, you know, are, or you live, Or you live with roommates who are right. trying to struggle with the same thing. It's just, a, it's, right. but if you can follow that rule. You'll be fine. You'll be a multimillionaire. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and you'll have a very good retirement if you could follow that rule. Right. Now, a lot of the baby boomers did not follow that rule. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, they didn't even save 10 percent, right. more or less 20. Um, and but, if you happen to have kids, I don't know. 50 percent can be. All right. 
So then we had this article that lit up the millennial, and not only millennial, just the whole internet in general, about that if you want to be on pace to have a successful retirement, you have ought to have saved twice your salary, you know, by age 35. Okay. Okay. Um, but a lot of people, you know, that was just like, what? Um, so there are a lot of feedback on that. Okay. Um, and let's see if I can find some of the reader's comments. Okay. Um, Let's see here. I have. All right. So here's some of the comments back, right? Um, all right. <laughs> These are pretty good, Carrie. I don't know. These, okay. These I love the comments, actually. Sometimes. I'm just trying to see which way I want to start. Um, so I guess we could start with the, 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 with the dazed and confused. Okay. Um, so the one person says, okay, responding to the save twice your salary, there was, I think you meant to say by 35, you should have debt twice your salary. <laughs> right. um, now, here's another dazed and confused. Fine. I'll bite. What's the salary? That's what you were talking about, Carrie, right? right? Um, well, I guess, yeah, if you're unemployed... It wouldn't be too difficult to save twice your salary by age 35. Okay. But I don't know if you're going to have a successful retirement. Um, then you have the realists out there. I call them the Jack London crowd, Gary, right? Okay. Um, and one comment, do you know any real people? Just curious. That's kind of yeah, what you were me. saying, Yeah, right? because you know what? Sometimes life happens and reality based on, you know, sometimes theories are great or that would be the ideal. That doesn't mean think people don't have circumstances in their life. Right. I think the key is, is just to make sure that you have a very low salary. <laughs> so so right. yeah, that's another way of saying that. Um, the uh, All right. Then we've got, let's see, um, the doomsdayer. Okay. Um, my retirement plan is to have a shot is a shotgun in the mouth. Oh, lovely. Yeah, that's more like the long-term care solution, right? Mm -hmm. And then here, a, a, a person re responding to that said, yeah, so the goal is by 35, you should have bought at least two shotgun shells. Okay, so let's get away from those people. Yeah. Um, the deep thinkers. Okay. okay. Um, I personally enjoy that we've built a society wherein the only way to retire with basic dignity is 40 years of financial hypervigilance without any setbacks. You want to go even deeper, Carrie? Yeah, sure. Okay. This is such an irresponsible sentiment that entirely decontextualizes the sociopolitical forces that make this impossible for most people and instead makes them internalize the myth that somehow they're not working hard enough. Now, I'd love to know what graduate they graduate, what degree they graduated <laughs> with. All right. Um, now we can get in some of the self-discipline people because it takes a lot of self-discipline to save twice your salary by age 35, Carrie, mm -hmm. right? Um so or maybe the people that let live in a buy a house and let a bunch of people live there and okay. So here's a room. here's one. You know, by the time you're 35, you should have saved at least half your sandwich for lunchtime instead of nomming it at 10 a.m. <laughs> All right, the robots chimed in. Carrie. Oh, really? Yes. 
Okay. Because uh, the robots are the ones crunching all the numbers, right? Okay. I'd like to hear their take. Okay. By 35, you should have taken out at least 10 replicants and panicked over the possibility that you yourself are a replicant. <laughs> all right. Um, let's see. Here are some other ones. By 35, you should have an entire kitchen cabinet dedicated to plastic bags. Okay. Um by age 35, you should have started twice as many Netflix series as you have finished. By age 35, you should have at least three library books that are 30 years overdue. The, the, uh, the, the, uh, the, yeah, here are the girls on California. By age 35, you should have eaten a kale salad in public while wearing sunglasses. Here's one. See if this is because you we didn't were you, were you watching the uh, last weekend were you watching the royal wedding? No, I did not. Um, Meghan Markle, you know how old she is? Isn't she thirty? Thirty six. Okay. okay. By thirty five, plan to marry a prince and create a worldwide platform to talk about social justice in motion. <laughs> <laughs> she did it, right? Yeah. Why can't you? Um, There's only so many princes in the world. They're a little a little limited. Right. So you know, it, is it? So what would you have to do? If you and and the the original article, Carrie, it wasn't just by age thirty five that you should have saved twice your salary. They gave you that factor for every five years. Okay. So thirty, thirty five, forty, forty five, fifty, fifty five, sixty, and so all the time you're always you know building up right. and increasing the number of annual pays that you have saved. Okay. You know, and then they cut it off at age sixty seven. Okay. Okay. So much for an early retirement. Um, right. But, you know, <laughs> you know, so they say by age 30, you should have one times your salary. Then by 35, two times. By age 40, three times. By age 45, four times. Then they skipped up. By age 50, they went up to six times. So apparently they're saying between 45 and 60, you should be getting in a higher position. Okay. Because now you've got some experience, right? Right. And now you may maybe manage. But right. Because then sometimes people don't get let off, let go or downsize and then trying to find another job. It doesn't always work out that way. Right. Then 55, seven times your salary. By age 60, eight times your salary. And then by age 67, 10 times your salary. Once again, a, a, a bigger jump in those years 60 to 67, which gets the idea that normally, not all times, but you reach your peak earning years in your 60s, right before you retire. And by then, you're probably empty nesters. So now you're starting to see the light in the tunnel, and a lot of people catch up on their uh, personal savings at that time, right? So how much would you, you know, so if you were, if you, how much would you have to be saving of your salary if you wanted to follow this plan? See, they don't really tell you how to do it. That's what we need the robots for, right? So do you have that f- calculator, that one that does the fuzzy map? Here, the government no, calculator. Let me see if I can find it. All right. Um, and it really doesn't matter how much your beginning salary is. What does matter, perhaps, is when you say you're starting. Okay. Neither of what age. So let's start at age 22. Let's say you got out of college with your employable degree, you know, and you started your career at 22. That's wonderful. Okay. Let's say you're making 50 grand a year. And if it's a couple, maybe you're both making 25, whatever. Okay. Um, now, let's say you get 2% increases in your salary throughout your lifetime, your working career. 
Okay. Okay. We also have to make an assumption of what your savings earning rate is. Right. So I'm going to use five. Now, by the way, if you think five is too low, then you've got to customize this for your own plan. Mm-hmm. If you think it's um, too high. Because look how many people haven't got. I mean, that's a statistic that people haven't, many people right. haven't gotten a raise in the last 10 years. Well, I'm not even talking about the right. rate of return. So let's say if you think that 5% is too high of a rate of return, then you run your you, know, you run this at four. You've got to redo that. you got to right. tell the robot, rerun this at 4% rate of return. And what does it do? All right. Um, so. So those are my assumptions. You're starting at age 22. You want to follow this rule, okay? And you're going to assume 2% pay increases over your career, 5% rate of return. So what is the beginning savings rate you have to do? It's 12%. Okay. Okay. So if you could start saving 12%, by 30, you'll have, you know, a year a year's salary saved. By 35, you'll have two years and so forth and so forth. And by age 67, you'll have more than 10 times your salary saved or about $1.2 million. Okay? So if you start with 50000 you put 12% away that's earning five. You get 2% increases. You can, you know, you want to walk out at age 67, you'll walk out with $1.2 million. Which is a great place, I guess, for analysis to start. But do you take into account when, what if your assets, like sometimes when people, um, when their plan's working great and we run a plan for them, but then we see their actual assets, they want the plan run at 5%, but they're all in cash and CDs and, and just a very little bit in the market because maybe they lost right. quite a bit into that. So that's not realistic. But it's making adjustments along the way. And it's not something you just look at once and not again. Um, These are examples of the type of analysis that we do with the estate planning team. I wanted to remind people we offer a free, no obligation consultation for people who want to look at issues like this and helping analyze the choices. Not only do we have comprehensive fee options, we do have hourly planning options for people who may do it themselves or want or feel like they have things in good shape, but want help with specific issues. Um, you can call and schedule a free consultation. Call the estate planning team office at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. Don't forget to sign up for the last retirement and uh, retirement planning class that we have until fall on Thursday, June 14th at 6 p.m. in Independence. That's at financialfoodforthought.com or call 440-239-2090. All right. So we're talking about, you know, it's grad season. If you've got you know, words of advice to your recent college grad about, you know, getting on the right financial path. And this article that came out that lit up the internet saying that by age 35, you should have twice your salary saved, right? Um, And I just went over an example, right? Um, Now, here's one of the readers, Carrie, that they've also done the math. Okay. And his response was, yeah, I've done the math and I can retire about 10 years after I die. (laughs) <laughs> if nothing else happens. Okay. So do you feel that way, right? But let's, let me go back to my example. I'm going to change the example up a little bit, Carrie. Okay. Let's say you didn't get out of college in the four-year you know, degree at age 21 or 22, right? Let's say you're on the five or six-year plan. No, no one out there is on that, right? Or none right. of your kids are on that, right, Carrie? No. But let's say you don't start your a c- career until age 25. Okay. 
uh, as three years later than my last example, beginning at 22. So you start seeing how compounding effects. Mm-hmm. The earlier you start, the better, right? So now same other assumptions, $50,000 salary, 2% pay increases over your lifetime, 5% rate of return on your savings. But now if you're starting at 25 instead of 22, your savings rate has to go from 12% up to 15%. Okay. Still a mile away from the 50-30-20 rule. Right. Okay. Um, But under the same situation... If you're starting at 25 and you can say, I'm putting 15% of my weight, you you know, you'll meet those criteria so that by the time you're 67, you'll have 10 times your salary put away in savings for your retirement. You know, once again, well in excess of a million dollars, right? Um, Now, I could keep going and going and going, right? But what about the 50-year-old, Carrie? Okay. Because maybe the 50-year-old today didn't really follow that rule. Right. Okay. So how would you customize this for you if if you're in? So this is, so now we're going back to the robot and saying, that's great, but I really start that. So you got to pick up, I got to pick up right now. Right. Because now I'm 50 and I want to retire at 67. Okay. And I'm supposed to have 10 times my, uh, my salary saved. And I don't quite have that yet. Right. So remember. But, but what are they basing that on? I mean, I guess what kind of spending, because who I am as a spender is going to definitely drive what I need, I guess, is, right. you know, I, I think it can't be that blanket. What if I'm frugal? I don't, my hobbies are cheap. I like to hike. I like to read. Go to the library free versus somebody who wants to travel. Now you're back in the fire go. movement, Carrie. Right. No, but I'm saying the based fire on movement doesn't want you to spend more than 25000 a year. Right. But I'm just saying, what if I'm someone who wants to travel? Hey, I worked a lot. I want to take up hobbies. I want to spend money that I haven't had time to do because I work 50, 60 hours a week. I guess you nobody's have, saying that's why you have to run your, your own numbers and they're basing it on income, not the reality of what I really want to spend. Right. They're fitting. This is what you can do now. You, you, you go over there. So but how would you run the math? OK. All right. Um, all right. So because, you know, if you if uh, and let's say you're now 50 and let's say you did start at 22 working at and you know let's say the $50,000 salary. So under the original plan by age 50, you should have had close to 500,000 in your savings. Okay. So let's say you're a little bit behind that at 50. Okay. Let's say you've got half that saved. 250. 250. Okay, between all your retirement plans, IRAs, 401k's, non-qualified investments, everything. All right? Now, um, you're making 90,000 now. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you want to retire at 67 with 10 times your pay. Okay. Okay. Um, what do you think your current savings rate needs to be? I would think it's got to be well over 20. Very good, 30, Carrie. 40. 25%. Is it? It's more than I... So it's almost double what it is instead of 12 25%. Now we're above the 50-30-20 rule, right? Um, and, you know, but that's that's why it's so hard to catch up. Mm-hmm. That's why the baby boomers dilemma is I'll never be able to retire because they, the, you know, it's going to be very hard. But this is how you would have to crunch the numbers. Now, you know, if you talk to some of the fire elders like, you know, Mr. Money Mustache, you know who he is, Gary, right? Have you know? No. Oh, you haven't heard about Mr. Money Mustache? <laughs> no, I have not. All right. Um, okay. I thought that was a, like a pet name for someone out there. No. Um 
no, he, he's one of the leaders of the fire movement. Okay. And his blog site is called Mr. Money Mustache. Okay. Um, because at one time he had the handlebar mustache, right? And, and he just thought it was a, 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 a thing. His actual name is, is Peter um, Aidney. Okay, he's a Canadian. He, he was a software engineer, Carrie, who retired at age 30. Okay, um, him and his wife. Um, financial freedom through badassity. That's his motto, Carrie. Oh, yeah. Uh, I see the little meme, early retire early retire and badass. Right. There we go. Um, so, you know, and he's, and he, now he would be more, you know, saying that you ought to be saving 50% of your salary. And spend the rest. I'd like to know what he made as a software engineer. Him and his wife, before they did, they said they were making combined about one hundred sixty-three thousand. Well, that's a little bit less than the, or a little bit more than the fifty. Um, you know, and when they retired at at thirty, at age thirty, and they have a kid. Um, and but anyways, he now every Memorial Day, so that's going on right now. He has his camp mustache. You know, it's out in Seattle. Um, and a certain, you know, tickets go on sale around Thanksgiving. If you want tickets to next year's care, you better act quickly. They sold out? In about five seconds. Mm. You know, in Wikipedia, because I'm looking him up because you're talking about, it said his revenue generated in 2016 was 400000 Yeah. So he's making some serious yeah. Good money. Um, and, you know, he's a big do-it-yourselfer. And, and he, you know, and he's got a, quite a following, I think 23, 25 million followers um, worldwide. He believes um, in the 4% rule. He does. Strongly. He does believe in the 4% rule. Um, and he believes in the, you know, saving 50% of sale and, and spend, you know, and you really cut out all this, you know, you know, and it's that whole idea of the fire movement, right? Um, so. You know, it, it will. Uh, it, it's just a way that big into bicycling as as your vehicle of uh, your travel mode. Oh yeah, you don't. No, you don't buy cars with him. No. All right. All right. So we've got our rock and roll birthday. Remember my clues, Karen? Yeah. No, do you know Grammy winner? I'm waiting for something to. All right. This is from a live album. Oh, yeah, Stevie Nicks. I knew you. She just has such a distinctive voice. There's no... I guess I didn't realize she was a big songwriter. Right. Uh, Nicks Buckingham, yeah. She, you know, she is um, credited with a lot of the the songs that you've known, come to know. And Stevie is turning... 70. 70 today, so she'll be 7 and a half this year. Hey, Stevie, don't miss... Your first required minimum distribution. And I bet she has a large... Because uh, it's going to be a 50% penalty. That will put a seriously dent into your retirement plan. Right. Um, I don't think... Is she retired? I don't know. I think she still performs. I don't know. She thinks she still performs. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, but what a voice, right? Mm-hmm. So now... Okay, so what if you're retiring at age... 70 and a half, or not retiring, you know, getting ready for a required minimum. So we get the question all the time, what are the rules? I heard there's this huge 50% penalty. All right, so Carrie, let's go over the rules. All right. All right. So if you are reaching that magic age, and, and by the way, the stories and statistics say that most Americans don't really even understand the required minimum distribution rules when they get there. 
Right. Well, and they had to make them complicated because it's not just age seven. But even if they made it by your birthday age seven, or the calendar year you turned 70, no, it's um, the calendar. I'm going to say I'm this gonna, wrong. I'm, I'll do it. But here, is it right? the calendar no, year no, following the year? Okay. You have until April 1st of the year. Following the calendar year, you attain age 70 and a half. Right. Now, if you wait to that point, that April 1st of the year, following the calendar year, you attain age 70 and a half, you'll have to do a second required minimum distribution by December 31st of that same year. So, in effect, you'll be doing two required minimum distributions in one tax year, and that can be expensive. But that can be okay if somebody who is retiring right. and had wages, there may be reasons you want to delay it. And oftentimes we find people who retired before 70 that even if they don't need it for income, that they may be in a very favorable tax rate before minimum required distribution, that they should be taking distributions out either for spending, um, even if they put it in a Roth at a very favorable tax rate. So regardless of where tax rates go in the future, you're in a tax-free position during your lifetime if you need it, and it's tax-free to your heirs. That That's a huge opportunity that we see too many people missing out right. on because you say, I don't need it. Right. So you just leave it there. So if you now, so if you don't want to do the double required minimum, okay, that's why a lot of people take out their first one in the calendar year they attain age 70 and a half. Mm-hmm. All right. And, you know, and so, you know, that's the basic rules. Um, but and the reason why you don't want to miss a required minimum, as I said, because of the potential 50 percent penalty can be assessed. That's mm-hmm. steep. All right. Now, maybe some of you listening have realized that you missed your April 1st deadline mm-hmm. now that we're in May. Um, and now if you. Are you done, Carrie? Should you just send your 50% penalty check to the IRS? No, you no. can't argue it. What you want to do There's is... There's a form. You, yeah, IRS form 5329, okay, where you attach a letter of why you missed it, because you have a very good reason for missing it. Mm-hmm. Either one, you you know, you come up with a good reason, basically, right? right. You, you, <laughs> you come up with a reason. Or it's 50% hit. Um, and... You know, and and the idea is because so many people were missing it, you know, they had to come out with um, relief. So that's the way, you know, if you want to do that. So, Stevie, if you missed, you know, don't miss it. You still have, you know, until April 1st of 2019. But don't forget about the form 5329. If you did miss it, work with your IRA custodians, work with your CPAs. Get that form filed, right. you know, come up with a good reason to ask for forgiveness. And chances are you will be abated that 50 percent. Right. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah. So, um, oh, oh, here, Carrie, so, sound engineer extraordinaire. Eric, just let me know that um, Fleetwood Mac is touring and playing in Cleveland. Oh, wow. In October. Right. I assume Stevie will be with them. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Um, you know, they've done a lot over the years. Wow. Right. Thank you, Stevie. That that was beautiful. All right. All right. Um, now, let's talk about required minimums if you're in part of the sandwich generation problem that we're having. Right, Gary? Mm-hmm. So let's say, as a baby boomer, you have a elder parent who has, rec- uh, obviously, in the required minimum distribution world, right? Mm-hmm. And let's say they're getting up there in their late 80s, 
90s, mid-90s. Right. All right. And the idea is what happens if mom or dad dies, and assuming they're the surviving spouse, right? Right. Be in the in a year before they've actually gotten the required minimum distribution out. Okay. Right. Because um, that can be a bit confusing. Right. And that's why a lot of professionals would recommend that, you know, if you have that situation, you may want to tell mom or dad to get the RMD out right away. Right. January, February. Right. Uh, as opposed. Um, because if... You know, because they're still in the year of death, there still is a required minimum distribution before the non-spouse beneficiaries have to take their first required minimum distribution by the the year following the death. Right. And again, if that was missed for whatever reason, you're going to have to take a, a double 50% whammy. Percent penalty. Oh. Um, so, you know, so, you know, and, or and, fill out the form. That would be, I would think, a right. good reason why you missed right. it. Um, and that's especially that can get that can happen is if mom or dad passes late in the year and they haven't done the required minimum. Right. Because a lot of people, which are, we have a lot of clients that don't do it till November, December. We want to see what cash flow we use it for right. withholdings instead of estimated payments. The other reason why you may want to take the required minimum distribution early is if you are also planning on doing a Roth conversion mm-hmm. this year. Um, because once again, you know, you're not allowed to convert your required minimum to Roth. You know, that's right. disallowed by the, the, the law. But if you take out more than the required minimum, that can be converted to Roth IRA. Mm-hmm. Right? A lot of people are looking at that because we've got the lower tax brackets right, right now through 2025. But once again, the idea is technically you, you should get your required minimum out first before you execute the Roth conversion. Mm-hmm. Because if you miss that up, that can lead to some fan mail from the IRS that you don't want to get. And there's no more do-overs on the Roth either. The Roth conversion is correct. All right. And call the estate planning team for a free consultation or sign up for the June 14th planning class at 6 o'clock in Independence at 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. And everyone have a nice Memorial Day weekend. Tune in next week for more Financial Food for Thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.